Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. We have observed for some time now that the stock market has been difficult to predict. It's been up and down, way down, for some time. Companies that are in favor, that is, those whose prices are rising, have been changing. In other words, the market is changing based on economics and other conditions. Today, we want to consider the impact of this changing market on three particular companies. Let's consider Kohl's, the retailer. It's the largest department store in the United States, as it has more than 1,100 stores, and it has been in the news. This company was not performing well, causing two large investors to become interested in buying the entire company, meaning they wanted to take over the company. Question is why? And the answer is that those investors thought they could turn around coals, do things differently, and make a profit from doing that. When companies come in to take over another company, they call it a takeover, and they usually pay a premium, a higher price, and this higher price is the incentive for current owners to sell. When two acquirers emerge, as they did in the coal situation, and compete for the company, the price can go even higher. It's normally a very good situation for investors. When rumors emerge that coal owners could uh, could get more than $70 per share to take over, uh, to sell their company to the acquirers, its stock price rose. Then the market as a whole suffered a big loss. This caused the expected takeover price was reduced to the low $60 per share. The story doesn't end there. The market as a whole again suffered a big decline and the expected takeover price again declined. This time, to the low 50s. The point of this discussion is to emphasize the risks of a falling market, especially on companies who are not innovating and increasing profits. In the Kohl's case, it was considered to be an underperformer. The potential acquirers, as we said, were not interested in Kohl's because it was doing well, but because it was not. They wanted to acquire a company at a bargain price and turn it around. So we have several lessons. One, don't buy stock just because the price falls. You need to understand why that price has fallen, along with the prospects for it to rise again. Second, be careful when the market falls. A falling market brings underperforming companies down. Third, don't buy stock solely on the rumor of a takeover. That is a risky action. But back to Kohl's, is it worth buying? Not on the basis of the information we know at this point. If the market continues to fall 
as it easily could, is very likely that coal's price goes down with it. And maybe the takeover offers evaporate. Another company in the news is one that we have discussed, Occidental Petroleum. This company came to our attention when legendary billionaire investor Warren Buffett bought shares. We have discussed this in detail, but there is an update. First, when Buffett buys stock, it is worth finding out why. Occidental explores for and produces oil and natural gas. We've discussed that. The war on Ukraine, the Russian war on Ukraine, has increased the prices for Occidental's products, as well as demand for its products. Remember that natural gas is not only used to generate heat and electricity, but is also an essential component of fertilizers. So it is also tied to food production. In other words, Occidental's products are essential. Occidental is committed to producing its products in an environmentally safe manner. So it is an innovator in an important field. Now the update. Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, has again purchased more shares and it owns approximately 16% of Occidental. There is speculation that Buffett will eventually buy all of Occidental stock. And as we said, this usually comes with a price premium. Remember, previously warned against buying stock solely on the hope of a takeover, as in Nicole's case. In the Occidental situation, there is much more at play than just takeover speculation. Occidental is an innovator in a timely and much needed industry. Also, Warren Buffett is a long-term investor who seeks value. There's a good basis to follow his rationale on this company. We have watched Occidental for some time, and we have some observations to share. When recession fears ease, Occidental's price quickly rises to between $60 and $65 per share. That is not a good time to buy Occidental. However, when recession fears increase, Occidental's price falls to the mid to low 50s, and that is a good time to buy. Remember Buffett's advice, buy when others are panicking. Some may find this advice difficult to follow, but has worked well for the world's most successful investor. So the market conditions have impacted Occidental's price both up and down, but it looks like on the downside, it creates a buying opportunity for a company that is well positioned and innovative and will provide much needed products in the future. Let's update Pfizer. We have spoken about Pfizer for some time, going back to the time before the pandemic. As a pharmaceutical company and vaccine maker, it provided products that people did not necessarily want. Oh, but they needed those products. The pandemic provided further evidence of how Pfizer is needed to help provide medical solutions. Before the pandemic, it was a steady and financially strong company that has a history of raising dividends. It is still steady, but it now it is stronger both financially and in its drug pipeline. This week, Pfizer and its partner BioNTech 
announced that they reached a new agreement with the United States government to supply 105 million doses of their COVID-19 vaccines, including a formulation that targets the Omicron variant. That contract is worth more than $3 billion. This fall is expected to be a challenging one due to the regular flu season and a possible increase in Omicron. Pfizer is well positioned to provide the solutions. In the non-vaccine area, Pfizer recently announced the completion of its acquisition of Arena Pharmaceuticals, a clinical stage company developing innovative potential therapies for the treatment of several immuno-inflammatory diseases. Arena Pharmaceuticals brings to Pfizer a portfolio of diverse and promising development stage therapeutic candidates in gastroenterology, dermatology, and cardiology, and much more. Prior to the Arena acquisition, Pfizer purchased a stock of Biohaven Pharmaceuticals. That's two acquisitions within a few months. Biohaven describes itself as a clinical stage biopharmaceutical company with proven leadership in industry and academic settings. Its portfolio is composed of innovative late stage candidates targeting neurological and pneumopsychiatric diseases, including rare disorders. Its progress is fueled by an entrepreneurial organizational structure and an impressive range of experience in development along with the confident support of top tier biopharma investors. While Pfizer remains the leader in COVID and other vaccine solutions, it is still developing its non-vaccine pipeline through acquisitions and the internal development of medicines. It is financially stronger as a result of COVID. It has used COVID profits to develop its non-vaccine solutions. Pfizer has raised its dividends during each of the past 12 years. It continues to grow earnings and based on its price earnings ratio of 7.69, it is considered to be cheaper than its peers whose average PE is 13.17. While the overall market has declined, Pfizer has declined somewhat in price, but not by nearly as much. Some time ago, we expressed the view that Pfizer was a good long-term holding. It still is. It may now be even a better long-term holding. It is still growing and rewarding owners with increased dividends. It is an excellent long-term holding, and it demonstrates the advantage of long-term ownership that comes with investing in innovators that provide solutions to life's problems. For those who own this stock, it still has room to grow. For those who don't, it is worth considering buying on down market days. In the future, we will consider how world events political and financial, have impacted the electric vehicle manufacturers. Until then, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.